day of the week i don't know anyways uh we've got a very very special show for you all tonight uh we've got two state party chairs and two candidates on tonight wow i already hate myself now for it but i'm gonna bring up my good friend uh master william thank you sir that is freaking awesome and what we also have, unfortunately for me, I think this is the very first time in this show's history that volunteers have outnumbered Sooners. No? Remember Rich? Oh, duh. That's right. It used to yep. be normal. Now we've got a long time and Okies have been dominating this show and here we are. So, shit. But I'm happy about this guest and excited to talk. Worst anarchist ever. Yeah. What the What the hell is he talking about? Himself, I guess. I don't know. Well, I am running for office, and I am an anarchist, so that's yeah, that I is, see. I see, mm. I see the point. That could also sell yeah, There's out. a lot of things. I'm an anarchist who understands that the, there's a pathway. You don't just like flip and you know appear. You can't, you can't teleport to places yet, so you have to get there. Well, you know how we get there. We we get there by going to notarealpodcast.com and electnallybruno.com. True. And many other dot coms and proudlibertarian.com for all your merch needs. Please search Not a Real Libertarian. There's some really cool stuff on there. That t shirt, that looks really good. Um, there's our logo on there. There's also the, what is it about the Graves of Tyrants? Oh, yeah, the sunflower shirt. Oh, it's super yeah. sexy. Yeah, it says, uh, May sunflowers grow on the graves of dead tyrants. May Beautiful. sunflowers grow on the graves of dead tyrants. Have mercy. All right, redemptiontactical.com. Jenny will probably post our link because she's awesome. Oh, thanks, Amanda. That's nice. And we've got Tom here, Tom for 52com Got to throw him a plug if he's going to show up. Why are you watching this? For plugs. Now he knows. His chair probably died, so he's stuck here. He's stuck <laughs> on the side of the internet. He can't control it. Well, this is Chris By. He has been a guest on this show, and I, I definitely personally endorse him for this role. I don't know about you, Bootleg, if you can do that, but would uh, would you say Chris By is rated PG? 
He is, dude, for pre gangster. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> was that last week? Yeah. I'm going to watch that again. That shit was funny. <laughs> I forgot about that. But anyway, it's timealaska.com. Vote for Chris. They only have one representative, so this is pretty important. And also, He's, vote for Sean. We need Gordon. him to beat Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. real. Landed on you. Oh, you want it? You can go ahead and take it. All right. Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus, leading libertarians to veteran issues, leading veterans to libertarian solutions. Wow, we're doing a lot of cool stuff. We've got Twitter, we've got Instagram and Facebook, and we've got a website about to launch. It'll be lpvets.com, and that is almost done, which is super exciting because it's taken a long time for us to get that stuff rolling. Um, And we have all matching T-shirts now, too, that we will be wearing to Reno except only nine of us because they were $40 because I only ordered nine of them. All of us. And by all of us, I mean nine of us. Nine of us, 10,000 people. A year ago, it was one, two, three, and now there's nine. But, (laughs) hey, look, we have way more people than that. It's just not all of them wanted to pay for our Reno t-shirt, and that's cool. I don't judge. That's that's what I was saying. Like you said, all of us, like there's like 10, like 10,000 plus people that follow the fucking page. And then he's like, all of us, but only these nine. This look, libertarians <laughs> were large online and very small in person. We have, our numbers are not the same when you walk into those rooms, but that's kind of the beauty of it. Right. I guess we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, People over politics, uh, go to Tollier for KY.com. That's T-O-L-L-E-R, the number four KY.com. It's people helping people. I mean, he's an awesome dude. He's a great guy. He does a lot of activism in his community, even outside of the LP. So, I mean, go check him out. Go help him out. I see five years. You guys. <laughs> Fuck you. That's only on uh, Facebook. Yeah, seriously. We're uh I'm retracting my endorsement of Thomas Queter for sure. Oh, whoops, go ahead. Uh you can find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. Hell yeah. And that is it for ad reads. So now what do we do? But uh, don't hate on Will Bootleg. Who's Will Bootleg? I thought she said don't. I thought I read that too fast. I thought it said don't hate on bootleg Will. But, okay. Got it. But, you know, who we should definitely not hate on? Our guest. Who, I think you should introduce him because you definitely know him better than I do. Well, uh, this next gentleman is the current state chair of LPTN. He is currently running for U.S. Congress. So, God help his soul. Uh, I've talk to a few of the Congress people in the state, and they're fucking abysmal. So, you know, I'm going to introduce the new or the future congressman for the 4th District, Mr. Dave Jones. Howdy, y'all. Dave Jones here. How's it going, guys? Not too bad, man. Looking sharp in the cowboy hat. I like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Always. I ain't got my overalls on today, but. What do you, uh, do you uh, actually like farm, have livestock and stuff, or you just like the style? Uh, no, well, my family, we, we've been from the southern middle Tennessee area here uh, for generations. You know, uh, we're farmers, moonshiners, you know, just, just 
regular rabble rousers here in the here in the great volunteer state of Tennessee. So, you know, great granddaddy Claude, he he uh, sold off the farm several years ago, but still do still do a little bit of uh, vegetable gardening and stuff like that, to keep it alive. Definitely do some uh, do some moonshining. I don't know a bootleg. Have you ever had my apple pie mode moonshine that I make? I don't think so. I'm going to have to try to make some of that up. I, I, I didn't have time to make any up for the LPTN convention this year, so I didn't get to bring it, but uh, I ran it down to Georgia and Alabama a couple of different times. So, yeah, abs- absolutely, I'll have to make you up a jar of it. Man, I love I love that you are so in touch with your heritage. And I uh, I went I was in the military. I was in the Air Force. And so Bootleg probably relates to this, too, because he's been all over the world. But, uh, you know, People, there's a difference to me between people who are just from places and then people who are proud of where they're from. And I love whenever I meet people who are proud of where they're from, because no matter where it is, it really says a shit ton about them. And usually those people do a lot better job that I've noticed uh, in, in working with those people. So I think that's awesome, man, that you you know uh, about your yeah your heritage that well. I have some pride in it. It's badass. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we got deep roots here in the state of Tennessee, you know. As Bootleg said, uh, said in, uh, in the Facebook post, you know, the great volunteer state of Tennessee, you know, we, we earned that name through uh, the culture here in the state of Tennessee. And that's why I think, you know, Tennesseans, uh, if we can just get out there and, and talk to them, they're going to be really receptive to the libertarian message because, I mean, just the culture here in the state of Tennessee, I mean, it's a culture of volunteerism. It's a culture of you know stay stay out of my wallet my pocketbook stay out of my life but you know if somebody somebody's in distress you know Tennesseans are one of the first ones to uh come up say how's your mama damn can I bring over a covered dish you know uh support of their communities and I I believe Tennessee is, is right for hearing this uh type of libertarian message I mean you look at the state of Tennessee, uh, our official state song talks about federal agents disappearing into the foothills of the Appalachians, never to be seen again. So <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Listen to Rocky top. Oh, I sure will. I sure will. That sounds awesome. But yeah, I, th- I think Tennessee is really, really ready for this uh, type of message. That's one, one reason I decided to run <clears throat> here down in the fourth district. I've got a uh, 15 counties, uh, here in the southern part of Tennessee into the foothills of the Appalachians. And yes, I can name all 15 of those counties. That's impressive. Which, which I'm not sure that my opponent, Scott Desjardins, can because he keeps uh, <laughs> popping up in counties that are way outside of his district. So, uh, I'll tell you what, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm no, definitely no, going to go ahead. back and just cut the clip that you just said about the message of libertarianism reaching people and the, the covered dishes. And that's a campaign commercial, man. You are, uh, that was fire. Yeah. Yeah. Here in Tennessee, man, my, uh, my district is mostly rural, uh, outside of the cities of Murfreesboro and Smart, Tennessee. I think the third largest city in my district, Tullahoma. So, <laughs> so if that goes show you how, how rural my district is, it crosses from, uh, it's uh, Lawrence County, Giles County, Lincoln County, Rutherford County, Coffee County, uh, Bedford County, Moore County, Grundy County, yes, where they have the auction, uh, Warren, <laughs> uh, Franklin County, Marion County, uh, Bledsoe County, uh, Sequatchie County, 
Meigs County and Ray County. So all 15 of those counties uh, are in the fourth district here down in Tennessee. And, you know, if it comes November, hopefully they'll see uh, fit to send me to Washington, D.C. to help re- represent the good people down here in the great state of Tennessee as I head to Washington, D.C. and attempt to uh, remove the roadblocks that the federal government has placed in their uh, way towards uh, prosperity and seeking uh, uh, seeking happiness. I think that's a congressman's job is uh, protecting the people of their districts from the federal government, not using the federal government as a tool to bop them over the head and take more of their money. And I think the Tennesseans are, are, are big about that, that message. And if they send, if they see fit to send me to Washington, D.C., Lord help them, but I will, uh, I will do uh, the job to stand up towards a federal machine that attempts to uh, place roadblocks in their way. One of the things that we want to do is a campaign here is cross across 15 different counties have a uh, sponsor small business forums where we want to ask uh, small business owners out of each one of the counties to come in and talk to us talk to our campaign you know tell us about you know the the roadblocks that have been put in your way towards prosperity as small business owners uh, i mean as we all know over the last couple of years with how they have been uh beaten up by these uh, mandates and inflation and everything. We want the small business. You come and tell us what your problems are. What do you want to see out of a congressman to protect, uh, to be able to protect uh, your prosperity? And we want to talk to people all over that. that we're, we're going to be a boots on the ground campaign talking to the actual uh, voters here in the fourth district. We want to come out and talk to us, uh, we, we want to hear from you, and we want to talk to you about honest God, real-world solutions to the problems uh, that you're seeing. And a lot of these problems are government overreach. Mm-hmm. You tried uh, getting on the radio, Dave? Uh, we're, we're looking at a, a couple of I, – I was on a podcast, uh, I guess it was a couple months ago, that uh, – went out over a few of the different radio stations here across Southern Middle Tennessee when we were promoting the uh, Libertarian Party of Tennessee convention. So we're definitely going to be looking at trying to hit up some of the media down here uh, in the area and uh, get on there and talk to people. And we're going to try to go to as many events as we, we can over the weekend. I went to the uh, Cornbread Festival down there in South Bit south pittsburgh tennessee and got to talk to some folks there and eat some cornbread and they the day before that we went to uh the piping on the green event in tullahoma tennessee uh is a scottish uh, festival there and got to talk to some folks so that's one thing we're blessed here in this area with as summer is coming on we're seeing all these festivals like cornbread festivals strawberry festivals uh rc cola and moon pie festivals so we're going to be hitting all of them, talking to people uh, in this area and try, trying to, you know, see what their problems are. And, you know, what we can do to come up with uh, solutions to their their issues, which most of those solutions is going to be removing roadblocks have been set in their way. That's right. Yeah, Tennessee needs a good congressman. We haven't had one since, uh, uh, I guess, <laughs> David Crockett. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think I think that that was the last one, and uh, Andrew Jackson run him out of Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, it's been 
oh god see the the congresswoman in my district diana harshbarger uh is openly opposed to legalizing marijuana at the federal or state level and shockingly enough her and her husband own a pharmacy so i mean i can't see the oh yeah you know the conflict there but you always follow the money find those ethics Mm. reports on the state website and you'll find you'll find those donations too but dave i gotta say this man you've been on this podcast for like 15 minutes that's it but you are the most prepared libertarian candidate i've ever talked to i have more faith in you winning a race than i have ever had in any libertarian candidate i've ever talked to and i truly mean that from the bottom of my heart man you know your state you know your community. You're like actually going to real events. You know how to how to reach people, how to speak to people. You you just like go and you just go, keep going. You know, like I, that's why I said the thing about the radio because really you'd be yeah. phenomenal for that kind of thing. But uh, you're gonna kick ass, man. And if you don't win this time, please keep running for this seat because you I you will eventually. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, the congressman that uh, that I'm gonna be running against, his name's uh, Scott Desjardins. And uh, he, he's pretty uh, he's a pretty notorious congressman around these parts. I know going around collecting my signatures uh, to get onto the ballot, I had both uh, re- uh, far right Republicans and far left Democrats signing my petition because they're just sick of him. You know, uh, Scott Desjardins, he he's the type of uh, Congress critter that that, that just really kind of need it, his. It's time for him to go. He he's had a lot of scandals here, and he's been kind of an embarrassment to the fourth district down here in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that we have the message out here that we can we can e- either beat him or put a put a damn good scare into him. Hell yeah, yeah you will. Yeah, and as AJ Campbell said down there, you can talk to me for free. You don't have to pay forty bucks to go to some kind of Ronald Reagan dinner to talk to me. You don't have to go to uh, go outside of your district to uh, General Motors, where where he's showing off their new battery plant over there. You you don't. I I am a Tennessee. I'm a regular regular fella down here from southern middle tennessee come on out and talk to me i want to hear about your concerns i love this state i love the people that live in this state and i want to fight fight for all of the tennesseans here in the fourth district and their liberties and their pursuit of happiness amen oh yeah Man, so do you, you have a Facebook page for this campaign yet? Yeah, I believe AJ put it down into the comments a second ago. Right definitely, we're gonna we're gonna trim this this show up, and let me think about our times and stuff. Okay, that helps me out. I'm gonna write some stuff down, but I'm gonna get you some sweet clips from this man because <laughs> you're going off, and this is gonna be dope. Yeah, man. Here in Tennessee, we've got a great state party. A uh, lot, a lot of hard workers here across the state. We've got Lamichael uh, Wilson running for governor. Uh, so. You know, I can help Tennesseans from a federal level, but, you know, then we'll have LaMichael, people like LaMichael Wilson and Nick Saywall fighting for uh, Tennesseans at the state level. LaMichael, like I said, he's running for governor. Uh, Nick is out there running for uh, state rep. I believe it's in the 81st district that Nick's uh, out there in Tipton County, close to Memphis. Uh, then we've got a lot of great local candidates uh, all across the state. Joey Dassinger up in Montgomery County. Uh, we've got uh, Dustin Tubbs, and uh, we've got a couple of libertarian elected libertarians like Stephen Chambers, who's the current 
uh, county mayor for Trousdale County. He's running for re-election. And then we've got Erica Ebel up there in Smith County, I believe it is, that uh, is running for county commission, re-election for county commission. So we've got a couple of our elected libertarians running for re-election. Then hopefully we'll see, <clears throat> we'll add a whole lot more at a local level. Uh, I mean, we got Cole Ebel. Uh, he was the, the one that got thrown out of that meeting. Yeah, we've got Cole Ebel. He's not running for re-election this time, but we'll definitely uh, light a fire over there to help him get re-elected What's to the uh, Carthage City Council. Well, Cole, uh, he is currently a, a Carthage uh, City Councilman there in Carthage, Tennessee. And uh, he was fought, fighting for his constituency there because uh, Carthage has one of the highest uh, tax rates in the entire state of Tennessee. They've got a huge surplus uh, of monies there in uh, for that city. And Cole was like, hey, why don't we reduce some taxes and, and not tax people so much? So the uh, mayor there ended up uh, having the sheriff's deputies come up and escort Cole out of the meeting because they didn't want to hear about that. So we all got together the very next meeting as about, uh, I think four or five of us went up there and had his back at the next meeting so he could have his say. Uh, Cole is a former chair of the Libertarian Party of Tennessee and a good friend. He He's a business owner there in Carthage. He's really involved in this community there. Uh, he owns a restaurant, Abel's uh, restaurant. He owns a, uh, uh, Cumberland Cannabis there, mm. which uh, pr- provides cannabis products uh, throughout the state of Tennessee. And a really good dude. I'm I'm glad that he's representing the people of Carthage, Tennessee there. And we'll be damn proud to uh, help him out when his election comes back around again. He's also yeah. a vet too, Will. Yes. So you can oh, probably yeah. have him on. You got to get him into that caucus stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, I like love that idea just because – we're going to probably see more things like that happen, unfortunately, of libertarians kind of having to face actual force from government. You know, not saying they're going to come shooting us down soon, but I mean, Duncan Limp, I mean, that did happen. And then, and then this situation, it's like, um, but that response is really perfect. It's, it's, it's like get everybody together, you know, come, come speak on his behalf, show people that we're real people, that we're not crazy radical extremists who want to just terrorize you we actually want to change the world because we love you and we care about you and you know i think that's yeah. how we handle it so yeah absolutely i mean that that's one of the big mis- misconceptions i think i've run into as running as a libertarian is that we're selfish and and that couldn't be far farther from the truth i've met some of the kindest uh most compassionate people uh during the time i've been in the libertarian party i mean who who are libertarians because they love the people around them and uh, want to be able to, you know, remove those roadblocks that have been placed in their way by government, whether that be at a local level, a state level, or a federal level, that, that's in the way of their prosperity and, and their pursuit of happiness. I, I think that Cole Abel and people like Tricia Butler have been great examples of uh, how libertarianism can work at a local level. And, you know, hopefully if Tennesseans see fit, maybe I, they can send me to Washington, D.C. to bring that type of energy uh, there at the Capitol. Hell yeah. So yeah, what, kind uh, of, uh, what kind of events and stuff you got coming up? What are you planning? 
Oh, well, it looks like there's going to be another cornbread festival in Smithville, Tennessee. So you guys just love cornbread in Tennessee. Oh yeah, <laughs> we we love our cornbread. I was uh, I was at the cornbread festival down there in uh, South Pittsburgh, and they had a buttermilk drinking contest. And I was like, how horrible must, must that be? I've never had buttermilk before. Is it good? I I don't like it, but you know. Is it it's an acquired taste. That, that, that'll be a controversial statement in my area. I'm sure that'll end up in attack ads that they've done <laughs> buttermilk. But Dave Jones hates buttermilk. <laughs> David Jones, that, that'll be the headline. Jenny, you can make the meme. Make the meme. I was I was gonna say we need a, a time or a, a counter going on in the corner there. How many times we see cornbread on this episode? Yeah. I think I think we're up to like seven now. Yeah, the cornbread I mean, counter. That's awesome. <laughs> But that's how you know it's a great state because we have cornbread festivals. If you don't have a cornbread festival, are you even a real state? Yeah, and that's what what that's what's great seeing a lot of these festivals starting back up here in Tennessee because, uh, like the cornbread festival, there I said it again, there in uh, <laughs> South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, it, it's billed as the world's largest cornbread festival. I don't know how much competition that is to have that title, but they have it nonetheless. <laughs> But but they haven't been able to have this uh, festival uh, in two years because of uh, COVID mandates and things like that. And it's really great seeing a lot of these little festivals starting to pop back up again. I'm from uh, Coffee County, Tennessee, uh, the home of Bonnaroo Music Festival. Uh, huh. Manchester, yeah, Manchester, Tennessee has not had Bonnaroo in two years. And a city like uh, Manchester that that really depends on a lot of that the funds that come from that. I mean, Manchester goes from a little shit kicking city here in Tennessee to over a hundred thousand people just just for one weekend, you know. And uh, uh, we we've lost that type of uh, revenue here in the county, and, it, and it's hurt. It's hurt. Uh, People in the it's hurt the small business owners that usually depend on that shot of uh, income that comes with the Bonnaroo Music Festival. Yeah. Uh, same thing down in South Pittsburgh. You know, all these small businesses uh, that uh, depended on the world's largest cornbread festival. I mean, like I said, my district is mostly rural, so these festivals are, are huge for for the small rural communities here in Tennessee. And they haven't been able to have those. I mean, the RC Cola and Moon Pie Festival up there in uh, Bell Buckle, Tennessee, you know, it's a, it's a huge deal. A lot of these festivals bring in people from all over the southeast to to come in and uh, see see people who are artisans and artists, uh, musicians, uh, small businesses. I mean, there, there's people there with, with their cannabis wares, people there that make soap. You know, I mean, it's and people that depend on these types of uh, festivals and events uh, for their incomes. I know I talked about at the LPTN convention, you know, legalized side hustles. You know, a lot of these uh, a lot of these uh, things are are how people uh, work on the side. They work real jobs and then on the side they might make beard oil or they might make soap or they they might make uh, uh, their artists, you know, their their paintings. I know uh, Art by Ash uh, down in Warren County, Tennessee, you know, he's a wonderful artist that's done a lot of art for me, and uh, he definitely uh, works these festivals and stuff. He's going to be at a festival this weekend. And, you know, it's all these uh, different people that work these festivals, and the government has put 
those uh, uh, roadblocks in their way towards their success. So, I mean, absolutely, we should legalize side hustles. I mean, uh, occupational licensing reform, which that might be out of the scope of what I'd be able to do, but I know uh, uh, Michael Wilson uh, talks a lot about that. I believe it was back in, oh, I believe 2017, the Shelby County Sheriff's Department, along with the uh, Memphis uh, Police Department, raided a lot of home salons uh, there in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, they used civil asset forfeiture to uh, seize their uh, mon- uh, their funds, uh, seize their equipment. And, and it's time that, you know, we really take a look at uh, – why are these obstacles there? You know, a lot of these hairdressers, I mean, uh, I mean, look, I got a big old beard and long hair, you know, and I trust any of these ladies to do it. A lot of times they're generate, you know, they hairdress, their mama's hairdress, their, their grandmama's, you know, I mean, why, why are we raiding these home salons? And a lot of these people are people who depend on that type of in, income to, to stay afloat and stay, stay alive. And, and we're constantly punching down and we need to, we need to do something about that. Yeah, it is. It is rough. Cause there's a lot of people in Tennessee who do side hustles. Like uh, I know tons of people who work, like you said, a full-time job mm-hmm. and then they go mow. Like there's tons yep. of people with more money than they care to do with it. So they'll pay somebody else to mow. I know lots of dudes that do that shit, and eventually, some of them do get busted because they hit too many yards, and then they're like, "Oh, yep. where's your business license? Where's your taxes and all, all this Tax shit?" ID, all yep. of this stuff. Next thing you know, they're in a bit of a pickle, and every bit of the money that that they made off of their side hustle is taken by the government, it, yep. whether it's fines or civil asset forfeiture or mm-hmm. or uh, forcing them into getting business license and tech. I mean, my mama, she, she worked in flea markets and yard sales. People would have her come over and set up flea market or yard sales and things like that. You know, open the market. I mean, it's a yard sale. And now, now a lot of times here in Tennessee, I see in a lot of the communities here, uh, city governments are targeting yard sales. You know, uh, at flea markets, a lot of times if you've got a booth at a flea market, you got to get a business license and a tax ID to sell a bunch of random crap out of a storage building. That's ridiculous. People think all these government regulations protect, you know, consumers from huge companies and protect them from, like, poisoning us and ripping us off. But really, they keep people from, like, trading with their neighbors and selling with their neighbors and keeping things more local because only the big companies can afford that that crap. And what we've seen too is like the most like socialist like leaning in like in the groups. Uh, for example, David Hogg, if you remember him from the the drama queen from the Parkland shooting, um, it was the greatest acting he any actor's ever done. It was amazing. Anyways, um, he uh, ooh, that got dark. Um, but even he like went on Twitter the other day and he's trying to file for a pack or something. And there's all this paperwork, business licenses, and all this shit you've got to you know file paperwork for on that stuff. And it sounded a very libertarian. It sounded like, oh, fuck all this. Like, we've got all of this shit we've got to do. And then, you know, other people turn around. Like it, so it basically just goes to show that the more involvement you have with the government on a regular basis, the less you like it. And, yeah, I mean, anyone who lives in the state of Tennessee who runs a business uses 10TAP, which is the basically the Tennessee ad 
tracking portal or something or uh, whatever the hell it is. But um, it's basically the tax system for Tennessee. It's how you file your business taxes. So your sales and what you bought and all that shit, it is abysmal to use. It is quite possibly the most nerve wracking thing ever to use that stupid thing. It, I can only imagine this is like the first day of EOD school. Like they're like, Hey, disarm this. You're like, Oh shit. Yeah, try calling the IRS's main phone number. <laughs> That's right. Try to, get to the, try to get to a person the organic way. I mean, it will hang up on you like at least four times before you have to try the right thing and finally get to the like right number. And then they answer one out of 50 calls right now. One out of 50. The rest of them, they get to this recording and it's like, we're sorry, due to high call volume, you'll have to call us back tomorrow. Goodbye. And hang up on you. But they're all inept. And, oh, yeah. and that's why we're here. But uh, Dave, I wanted to tell you, so I'm running for labor commissioner in Oklahoma, which is a really <laughs> weird role, but it's the CEO of the Department of Labor. So I love that you brought up occupational licensing reform. And that's the exact verbiage I'm using for my campaign. Yeah. And what I want to do, I, I think there's a lot of things that need to be taken out completely. But what I want to do is I'm hoping that I can make the uh, fees and stuff for any kind of state license, occupational license, only do once a business turns a profit. So that instead of having to pay it up front and be like this barrier to entry, it's something that once they turn a profit, they pay it. And I think, you know, that's kind of a, a way to compromise and kind of get people more yeah. on board with it. But there's a lot of things I would like to just cut, like cosmetology, things like that. I don't think that that's necessary. I mean, just like you said, it's just it's just preventing people from being able to trade with with their neighbor. And, you know, oh, yeah. you know, are good. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I kind of like the way that, that you're going about that, too, because. You know, talking to talking amongst libertarians, you know, it's easy for us to talk to each other. But when we're going out into the communities and talking to a lot of people who may either have a minor exposure to libertarianism or maybe no no exposure at all, you know, it's it's imperative to come with that positive principle message of real, honest God world solutions to people so they don't push away from the table mm. immediately when you start talking to them like oh this son of a bitch is crazy he don't know what to, yeah. <laughs> oh my god you know in, you know in, in this and that you know that it terrifies them it does, because right. because they're not you know they're regular average everyday people who who may not have that much experience but they do know wrong from right yeah. So if you can come with that positive principle message and listen to them, that's one of the things that I watched Spike Cohen out on the campaign trail when uh, I was campaign, uh, campaigning with him in uh, 2020, following his bus around and helping him, is Spike's ability to be able to stand there and listen to people, but not as a politician and talk through them and tell them what you're going to do, but actually stand there and listen to uh and get that feedback you know what is important to you and and hear them out and then be able to speak to them with a positive principle message of honest real world solutions to the problems that they have so i you know i think i think that's uh essential as a libertarian candidate to be able to go out and be able to talk to people and not only talk to people but to be able to uh present them with with actual solutions to the problems that they do have and we can do that we can talk like you you have an honest solution to you you definitely have a goal where you want an end goal where you want to be but this is how we get there exactly 
I appreciate that you understand it because it's it's hard with you know with some libertarians if you're if you're doing any if you're leaving any amount of state in the in solution then they see it as like a walk back but it's like no if if we're walking forward we're still walking forward you know we can't we can't roll it all back all in one stroke I mean might come to that someday but it's not here yet but uh I think I think it's all about recognizing that there's a process to these things and you have to take those steps. And as long as we're always going to step in the the right direction and never step back, we're always going to be pushing liberty forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Can I interject real quick? Uh, I have some breaking news that's being passed along to me. Uh, This is apparently going to be what's uh, running on the Manchester News tomorrow morning. Let's see here. So this was this is to be found in all the stores. I think I think the reactions that Will and I have really do this yeah. whole thing justice. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's cool. I'm so impressed at how many towns and stuff you knew. I think you really have the winning formula. You really do, Dave. You're, I'm I'm learning a lot from you on this episode. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it's getting into the community because a lot of people, you know, if you go to Scott Desjardins uh, social media pages, he he's talking to people at a high profile. When he does talk to uh, people, you know, average common people, they have to pay forty, fifty dollars to go to like a Reagan dinner or a Lincoln dinner or whatever the hell the GOP here has to, to fund their county parties. You know, they invite him out. And charging charging fifty bucks for a plate to come speak to him, you don't have to pay that. You can speak to me for free, and that's one of my hashtags. Hashtag you can talk to me for free. I'm going to be out in the community. I'm going to be out at these events. You know, I'm going to be pounding the pavement. I'm going to be putting the work in. And if you have concerns from a federal level on what what I I can do for you as the next congressman for the 4th uh, U.S. Congressional District here in the great volunteer state of Tennessee, come on out and talk to me, and, and I want to hear it. Hell yeah, man. Well, can I ask you how you became a libertarian and got into that? Because usually that's the first thing I bring up. Yeah. Well, I've been involved in politics since I was pro- since I was in elementary school. I was writing political st- uh, sketches, I think, in second grade in the – teacher was letting me perform them in front of the class so uh, my mom got me into politics dragging me around to here and there you know so it's always got an interest in that but I never really felt home at home with either one of the old two parties so I kind of just wandered the political wilderness uh, really kind of looking for a home and in 2016 uh, I saw an ad on Facebook I knew uh, with the choices that I had in 2016, there wasn't no way that I was like, mm, no. So I saw an ad for uh, Gary Johnson for president for the Libertarian Party, Libertarian president. And I was like, I've heard of the Libertarian Party, but I've never really looked into it because in Tennessee, there hasn't been a minor party on the ballot since 1961 wow. because of our tough ballot access laws. Uh, as far as minor parties being able to reach the ballot. They'll let you run with an I, but not an L. But I always tell people I'm not running with an I. I'm running with a lowercase L. Uh. 
So uh, I saw this ad, and it told me to go to lp.org. So I went over to uh, the website. I checked out the the planks and the and the uh, statement and principles and things like that. And I was like, well, gosh, I, I think I might have just found my home. So I reached out to uh, the Libertarian Party of Tennessee in 2016. I uh, became the county chair of Coffee County here in Tennessee. Uh, went on to become the secretary of the state party. Uh, I have been the regional chair over the whiskey region here in the uh, state of Tennessee. And then uh, eventually I, f- I found myself here in the position I am now as uh, the chair of the Libertarian Party of Tennessee. So it's definitely been definitely been an exciting journey. I've been able to work for a lot of great candidates at the, the local level, the, uh, the at the federal level. I've been on presidential campaigns. I've been on state house campaigns. I've been on uh, local city council campaigns. And, and just being able to get all of that different experience and doing different things from from running social media to be making uh, shit post memes for candidates, uh, you know, it, it's getting all of that different experience uh, and being able to get to the position where I'm at now, where I feel that I can make a pretty decent run for uh, U.S. Congress here in Tennessee. I think it's time for a change, and I think it's time that Tennesseans uh, are able to hear that different point of view. I was talking to Bootleg a little bit earlier. You know, I got to go out to Washington, D.C. a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I was at a conference there in my uh, with uh, my friend Angela Pence, who is also running for Congress down in Georgia against Marjorie Taylor Greene. And we were kind of like the unicorns at this conference because just and everybody there was uh, Republicans, and everyone had a libertarian butt. I'm a libertarian butt. What's your libertarian butt, you know? And to be able to hear from what's your libertarian butt and being able to retort to, okay, well, this is your libertarian butt. Let's talk about that, you know. And I think, you know, we were able to swing a few minds there because, like I said, that we there ain't no such thing as a real libertarian, but we were the only card-carrying libertarians there. So, so a lot of them were kind of fascinated with the message, wanted to talk to us about, you know, kind of like I was in 2016, you know, what is a libertarian? You know, well, you can head over to LP.org, you know, check out our planks, check out our platform, check out our statement of principles. And, you know, and I, I think you might be a little bit more than a libertarian, but, you know, or at least plant that seed in their mind. Love that. Yeah, that's perfect. You're making me want to table table events and go out to the state fair now. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I was daydreaming about it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, we got <laughs> yeah we got all the county fairs coming up in the fall too. You know, oh, yeah. you make all, all those. Yeah, all them funnel cakes and stuff. You know, is have people out there eating them uh, church hamburgers out there at the church fundraising booths and stuff. You now, know? if you sell funnel cakes as a libertarian for your campaign, that would you'd be on fire. Cornbread <laughs> funnel cakes, make that. Yeah, well, yeah, we might. Yeah, we'll look into that. I know uh, one of the ideas that. LaMichael had uh, looked into, I think he's going to try and do in his uh, run for governor is uh, he owns a restaurant out in Memphis, uh, Tennessee, and he also has a food truck. And, you know, I was talking to him, I was like, man, you got a food truck. You remember Fred Thompson 
and he's like, well, yeah, it's like, you remember when he was running for Senate here in Tennessee and he wore, he wore his, uh, his flannel shirt and drove around his little red pickup truck and talked to everybody. That was, that was his thing. I was like, you got a food truck. Why don't you drive around Tennessee with your food truck and, you know, serve people hamburgers, hot dogs, and talk to them about Liberty. So I think that's one of the things that he might be looking at doing. Uh, here is his campaign get, gets moving. He starts moving around the state of Tennessee. And, you know, I'm looking forward to working working with him down here in the 4th District as he travels around the state doing co-events uh, with him. He's a really great candidate, really great guy. And, you know, I think he's going to have a good impact here in the state. Yeah. Yeah, well, Michael's good yeah, people. Yeah. So, uh, Fellas, I have to roll soon. Do you want to uh, stay on, keep chatting, bootleg, or should we give him a chance to make his plugs and call it? Yeah, I was going to say if he wants to, uh, we can do another fifteen minutes if you want to. If you want to go sweep the leg, Johnny. All right, man. Thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure meeting you. Seriously, absolutely. Uh, you're phenomenal. I'm going to definitely support your campaign and and spread the word on you. So great to meet you. And great to meet you. You going to do what to him? Spread the word. All right, shut up. <laughs> See you guys. Peace, Blue Leg. <laughs> oh, God. That was good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Tennessee's it's, it's an interesting state. It's Republican mm-hmm. majority, but it's some of the dumbest laws that come out of this state, like how they tabled the, uh, the cannabis vote for November. But mm-hmm. Tennessee has, like, almost a 90% approval rating for yeah. full legalization. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I talk to people a lot when I'm I'm going around. I'm like, look at the state of Tennessee right now. We have a Republican super supermajority here in the state of Tennessee. I mean, the Democratic Party's pretty much damn near dead, you know. Yeah. And, and look at some of the foolishness that's coming out of Nashville right now. I mean, just this legislative session has been a doozy. Just to look at some of the stupid shit that they are trying to do and and have done, you know, you look at, I mean, Democrats had been in control of the state of Tennessee from reconstruction all the way up to about the mid two thousands. And the Republicans took over and they were like, Oh, you know, we're, we're the, you know, we're, we're the Republicans. We're, we're conservative. You know, we're going to do, you know, what do we get? We got raised gas taxes. We, we, when the idea was pressed to to a lot of people about, you know, eliminating the gas tax or, or putting it on hold, you know, they had, no, no, we can't do that. It's like, well, what are you guys running on? And then some of the foolishness, like, like these cannabis, like, listen to the constituency. You know, if you're truly, you know, the, these liberty-leaning uh, uh, representatives that you claim to be, you know, actually, actually do it, you know, just don't talk about it, do it, but, but you won't, you know, I, I had a good friend who was uh, a member of the Libertarian Party of Tennessee for a while, and he used to say, every time somebody would say, oh, this guy's a liberty-leaning Republican, or that guy's a liberty-leaning Republican, he would always say, well, if they're, if they're just leaning towards liberty, they're still standing in tyranny, so, you know, I, and I think Tennesseans are starting to see some of the ridiculousness that's that's coming out of coming out of Nashville, and to be able to get in the communities, actually talk with people about that, 
because a lot of them don't even know a lot of the laws that are, are passed. And they're just going to be shocked come July when a lot of this take, takes place. And they're going, oh, well, I voted Republican. You know, this guy's going to do this. This guy's going to defend my gun rights. It's like, yeah, all you got to do is look at Scott Desjardins and uh, no, that's false. Uh, so I, I think we have a really good opportunity in Tennessee. I think we've got a really good crew. We've got a really good crew coming up. We've got great elected libertarians. We've got great candidates who are running. And I'm really excited for the future of the uh, Libertarian Party of Tennessee here and all the candidates across uh, the state because, you know, we're, we're all like a big family here in Tennessee. We fuss and we fight every once in a while, but we always come together at dinner time and eat our cornbread. See, I said it again, snuck it in again. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm going to get you back in the XCOM meeting for this, right? I'm going to just randomly say cornbread. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be glorious. Mm. Yes, I would like to uh, make a cornbread motion. Cornbread motion. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, Tennessee, that's the funny thing about Tennessee, though, isn't it? Tennessee has always had a rebellious history, and somehow mm-hmm. it, it's been, sub, you know, beaten into submission. Um you know, what, what's, what's really funny is one thing I talk to a lot of people, too, and you can use this or not, but um, you, you say, why can't we get rid of these programs? Like, why can't we just get rid of taxes mm-hmm. or reduce taxes, whatever? And they're like, well, who's going to pay for this, this, and this? And I say, yep. well, how are we oh, – we're at a 9.5% or 9.6% sales tax, I think, in my county, where they just bumped yeah. up a little bit. but. Yeah, it's almost 10% sales tax, but there's no property t- or there's no uh, income tax in the state yeah. of Tennessee. So how do we pay for uh, care, which has been around since before Obamacare, and yeah. the, what is it, the the Pathways program? No, it's uh, the one where they do the two years of community college, as long as you graduate yeah. in Tennessee. So how do we do all that? Well, it's through the, the educational lottery, right? I mean, yeah. that and t- care is halfway decently run. They subsidize out to... Blue Cross Blue Shield, but um, yeah, I mean, we do this stuff all the time. Like, we can show that we can reduce taxes, and then people are like, yeah, but that's just for college. I'm like, college is what twenty grand for two years or some shit. I mean, yeah. that's a lot. So it's not like you know, only like two or three kids are using this a year. It's not a scholarship. This is like guaranteed for any student. Yeah, yeah, and when and when you look at Tennessee's budget and you look at exactly how much of our budget. The, percent, the high percentage of our budget that is uh, solely dependent off federal funding. I mean, Tennessee, I believe, is in the top five of states whose uh, state budgets are dependent on federal monies. And a lot of that has to do with the Tennessee Valley Authority uh, money that comes into the state. But, you know, a lot, as we have seen in the past, I mean, just look, look at uh, road funding, federal road funding. Any state can set the drinking age, whatever they want to set it at. They don't have to set it at 21. They could set it at 18 if they wanted to. But they would lose a certain percentage of their federal road funding if they didn't set it at a minimum of 21. Uh, if you look at the da- uh, the gas tax law that passed uh, several uh, years ago here in Tennessee, one of the uh, one of the parts of that law was to make uh, open containers uh, completely illegal in the state of Tennessee. Before that, you know, we had a little bit of a lax, you know, open container law. And because of that, we lost a certain percentage of federal road funding. 
So when you look at that, when your state budget is set at such a high percentage of dependency on the federal budget, the federal bu- the federal government can use that to bully states into submission. You know whether whether that's uh, over uh, pandemic mandates, whether that's over drinking ages, whether that's over seat belts. You know, and with Tennessee setting such a high percentage of their state budget dependent on those federal funds, you know, and, and each year they come out and say, oh, we've got this big surplus. We've got this big surplus. Do we really? Do we really have a big surplus? Are we so dependent on federal funding for our state budget that that we put all this money away for a rainy day fund, but at any time, you know, the federal government can take it away from us. Yeah, I mean, it, it is stupid because, um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people in Tennessee, you know, guns and outdoor activities, mm-hmm. stuff like that, fishing, hunting, whatever, is it, it's a huge part of, like, economies in cert, uh, certain parts mm-hmm. of the state. Or it's just a, you know, recreational hobby thing. But imagine if I can't, I can't see this being something too far down the road, but they say, hey, if you know, you allow so many hunting licenses in the state, we cut your or funding by this percent. Or if yeah. you if you don't follow these uh, federal uh, gun uh, mandates or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or if you're not doing enough buybacks, we'll say that. that mm-hmm. I mean, they could tie it to anything. And, re- you know, the Republicans that Tennesseans love to keep voting for ain't going to defend it. I mean, they're not going to defend it, right? So they're just going to be like, oh, well, we need the money. So, yeah, why not? Well, you can give up your ARs or, you know, shorten your magazines, whatever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The The federal government takes money that's taken from Tennesseans and holds it hostage at a federal level. And and that's that's not a right. That's not right. You know, it's one reason, you know, I'd like to, you know, if the Tennesseans see fit, send me to Washington, D.C., I'll, I'll help defend is uh, all these budgetary concerns i mean right now good lord look look three what is it three trillion dollars in debt this whole yeah yeah Um, 30 30 30 trillion i mean spending spending is out of control uh we need we need more representatives uh at a federal level at a state level and a local level who are willing to stand up and say, yeah, this, this spending's out of control. We're going to have to try and we're going to have to reel this in. Yeah. Uh, instead of people who are just out there, you know, trying to satisfy special interest groups. Uh, and it's ridiculous. A congressman works for the for their constituency, their whole constituency. And, and their job is to protect that constituency uh, from, over over encroachment of, of the government into their lives and you know for for a while now in this country you know we, we've done the opposite we think we we need to go to washington dc we need to go to nashville we need to go to the to the sheriff's departments and the county uh county commissions and things like that and spend money to lift ourselves up out of the the situation that we've found ourselves in but but you're never going to tax yourself. You're never going to spin yourself uh, out of that situation because you're you're just trying to like stand in a bucket and lift yourself up. It just it just isn't going to happen. We're, we're we're looking at the amount of money that the federal government has printed over the last couple of years. Like what is it eighty percent 
of the the monies that's in circulation now is printed in the last couple of years. And, and we're seeing the inflation right now. I mean, just what the government's telling us, what was it, 7.9%? And that's just what they're telling us. That's just what they were comfortable with telling us. And it's, it's ridiculous. And we, we need more people in all of these offices to stand up and say, you know, we need to be removing boundaries. We need to be removing roadblocks. We need to be taking a hard, good, long, hard look at, at a lot of the stuff that's going on and starting to reel a lot of that back and, and open the market to more people. I mean, look, look at cannabis. Cannabis reform is a big part of my, my campaign at a federal level. Is I mean, look at Tennessee right now. I mean, for years, some of the finest tobacco in the world was grown in the fields right here in southern middle Tennessee in the 4th District. You know, imagine the if you open the market and those same farmers were able to grow cannabis in those fields. You know, that, that's something we need to be looking at instead of all these scare tactics and misinformation that the government passes mm. down to terrify <clears throat> people. You know, we, we need to be less terrified and more more oriented towards uh, reclaiming our liberties. Well, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Websites, Facebook? I guess the Facebook would be this one, uh, right? Dave Jones for Tennessee? Yeah, Dave Jones for Tennessee. That's the Facebook page. Uh, we'll have the uh, website up soon. That's the donation link. So if you guys want to drop a donation there, uh, the federal government doesn't recognize me as a real candidate until I get to $5,000. So uh, go ahead and donate today because we're going to need road signs. We're going to need palm cards. We're going to need uh, all different uh, things to run. It's a federal campaign. I got 15 different counties I've got to cover. So, so every dollar, uh, spent this campaign is going to be used wisely because we as libertarians we know we got to we got to squeeze every little bit out of every penny that's given to us. I mean Scott Desjardins right now has a war chest of close to five hundred thousand dollars, but you know he he may outfund he may have more money than us, but you know we've we've got the heart, we've got the pluckiness. We're going to go out into the districts and do what he isn't going to do and talk to the people of the state of Tennessee. And we're going to win those people over. So, but we're going to need, we're going to need cash to do that. So uh, yeah, if you guys want to donate the campaign today, I sure would appreciate it as uh, we get going. So uh, one last question here, because uh, I just seen it pop up. When is the election? The election's in November. Yeah, right now, uh, the the primaries, Tennessee hasn't had their primaries yet, but I won't have to participate in the primary process as I am already on the ballot for November. So my name will be uh, right there. I'm the endorsed candidate from the Libertarian Party of Tennessee. Like I said, I'll be on there as an independent, but it's just a lowercase L because the government doesn't want to give us the uppercase. There you go. Well... <clears throat> I appreciate you coming on tonight. It was a good time. Uh, got to hear cornbread a lot. A lot about cornbread festivals. A lot about cornbread. Some good policy ideas. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, any, any last words? Oh, man. Uh, like I said, donate today. You know, uh, 
keep a look on the uh, Facebook page for upcoming events we're going to have. And, man, this is the way. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate y'all coming out tonight. Dave, I appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, you're not a real cornbread libertarian, so. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> we'll see you.